Hello and good morning, party people. Good morning, good morning. My God, they got you in the studio, huh? What the, What time do you have to wake up? Three o'clock? Yeah, but and also it's uh, torrential rain here, so it's been uh, it's been a trek, but it's good. Oh my God, I've been reading about it down here in the Carolinas. Usually we get that storm before you do, and so this morning I kind of chuckled, going, "Thank God they got it before us." Yeah, let them have it. <laughs> Dude, I got to congratulate you on this. Kyle Gordon is great. First of all, I love the title because Gene Simmons of Kiss says, if you don't think it's great, nobody will. And you say it right there. It's great. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> to put these songs together, though, what comes first, the song or the, or the joke? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, I would say probably... You know, all of my songs and my comedy music comes from genre parody. So I find a specific genre and try to uh, identify some basic tropes. And then from there, I think the the comedy comes. So I'd say probably trying to do a specific type of music. And from there, I try to identify what I find funny about it. Well, you you got to be like me then. You've got to have a studio at home because this stuff doesn't hit you while you're, you know, while, while you're, you know, going into a recording studio. Yeah, uh, I mean... The studio is uh, at home is just me and my guitar, really. Yeah. So I'll be listening to, you know, um, some like early 2000s country or I'll be listening to Irish music or whatever. And I just pick up a guitar and maybe try to mimic what I'm listening to. OK, so it's OK then to say that the video of the ugliest girl, when I say that it's a throwback Thursday fun song, I mean, then, then it's not bad for me to say that because you said you're into the genres. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, the the my newest song that just came out, uh, "Ugliest Girl on the Beach," yeah. is a parody of sort of early nineteen sixties bossa nova, Brazilian jazz, maybe a little bit of uh, Sinatra or Andy Williams, that kind of vibe. So do do you go in there and study the actual habit of that particular sound? Because I mean, you nailed it. I mean, you really have got that 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 kind of a touch to it. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I, I think I do. Um, yeah, a lot of the times I am sort of immersing myself in the music, but a lot of the times too, just as a fan, this is music in this particular case, Bossa Nova, um, that I've been listening to my whole life. So it is sort of swimming around in my brain already. Speaking of uh, your entire life, it, this did not happen overnight. This entire music project has taken a long time to put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, it's funny people probably, you know, uh, around the country or around the world started to know me more over the pandemic because that's when I started getting on social media and started to make a name for myself there. But um, the music stuff uh, and musical comedy, you know, I'd been doing live musical comedy in New York for about 10 years. Wow. So it's one of those classic things of, you know, it, people people weren't there when I was in basements doing shows for three people with my guitar. So, you know, I've, I've talked with so many comedians that have done the New York scene. Is it really all about you better just show up at that club and, and see if you can get on that list? Uh, a little bit. I mean, it's, it's very much, you know, just take every opportunity, take every gig, no matter how rough or wherever it is, because, you know, then you start meeting people who will put them, you put you on their show and you put a, sh you put a show together, have other comedians on your show and you start meeting people. But yeah, it is really many, many years of grinding it out for sure. Wow. How do you take the music there, though? Are, are, are you, you know, do you take just the guitar or are you taking like a, a dat tape, you know, and, and, and having the music tracks played? Yeah. So the way I would do it um, when I was coming up, I would just go to a gig and, and take my guitar. 
um, because, you know, I wanted to be able to have a live show or a live uh, comedic performance where I could be on a lineup with all standups and then I could just very easily slide into the lineup with my own weird, you know, <laughs> musical comedy charity ba- character based thing um, without and still have it be accessible to an audience that maybe doesn't see a lot of comedy. Um, so, yeah, the guitar made it easy to do that. And also, you know, the, the less you have to set up and the less you have to, you know, technical stuff you have to deal with, the easier it is. So, yeah, back back the, back in the day, um, I would just, you know, show up me and my guitar and let it rip. I've been in many green rooms before that performance, dude. I mean, what is it like for you to even get prepared to go up on that stage? Yeah, I mean, for me, I think, you know, at this point, it's kind of good, too, because, you know, it's a cliche, but when you have your 10,000 hours, you know, when I first started out, you know, I couldn't eat for like 12 hours before I was so nervous, but now I can like, you know, shovel down a T-bone steak and, you know, not even think twice, but that's kind of the beauty of just grinding it out for many years and, and feeling comfortable with the material. So, uh, yeah, now it's just no sweat off my back. The comedy album we're talking about is Kyle Gordon is great. And man, you little monkey, you, you play with the radio world is what you do on this thing. And radio station number one is a country station, man. I love the way that you throw your vocal cords around. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. It's, it's really fun. So yeah, the, to, to give a little context, the album, each song on the album is going to be a parody of a different genre. So People might have heard uh, Planet of the Bass, which is like a Euro di- 90s Euro dance yeah. uh, parody, um, Ugliest Girl on the Beach. But then there's uh, like sort of an early 2000s Shania Twain type uh, girl boss country song. Um, and so because each song is a different genre, I decided I would sort of tie them all together with these radio station uh, interludes. And so it, the, listening to the album is feels like you're flipping through the stations you know in your car listening to the radio and and getting all these different genre stations you don't even look old enough to be one who listens to the radio dude you look like somebody who jumped into the world and you were already streaming <laughs> no you can, I'm, I'm 79 years old i just use more <laughs> how, how did you create the the character of antonio frankfurt and the reason why i bring that up is because it took me a little bit uh to understand that holy crap this this is him this is kyle this is this isn't somebody he invited to the stage <laughs> well thank you that that's a high praise but yeah i think uh the antonio frankfurt character um who sings the song ugliest girl on the beach that was based on, you know, sort of uh, bossa nova, which is like a Brazilian, very smooth uh, style of jazz that was popular in the early 60s. And in particular, there's a video um, listeners can go and, and check it out of Antonio Carlos Jobim, who is probably the most well-known Brazil, uh, Brazilian bossa nova musician. He wrote uh, Girl from Ipanema, which is probably the most oh, famous wow. bossa nova song. Um, him and Sinatra singing uh, a medley of his songs sort of on this black box stage and you can look it up on YouTube but um, you know in the middle of the song you know Sinatra's sitting on a wicker chair and he just turns to the camera and starts smoking (laughs) a cigarette and he's like the place 
Brazil. The, sa- the style, an all new sound known as Bossa Nova. And it just is so like that early 60s martini glass, Mad Men style, like smarmy attitude. And I just thought it was so funny and specific. Well, I love the way that you, you include all women, all shapes. It's almost like the baby got back of the Bossa Nova world. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, I think a lot of my music. uh, Yeah, I'm like uh, the Gloria Steinem of uh, uh, 2023. I'm I'm really uh, paving a new path, change, making change. Now, to to be able to create a character such as Antonio, I mean, are you sitting there on the sofa? Are you driving in the car? Because all of a sudden an idea comes to you. A lot of people don't understand creative people at all. All of a sudden something hits us and then we we try to go for it and they're going, okay, do whatever you got to do. I'll be out here watching old TV shows. (laughs) Yeah, well, my process is, you know, because my my style, I'm uh, playing tons of different characters and, Mm -hmm. and that's what people probably know me about from on my social media as well as my music now. Um, And so my process throughout the day, I have a note on my phone that goes back many, 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 many years and there's thousands of ideas. So anytime an idea pops into my head through the day for a character or a bit, anything, I immediately jot it down in this note I have on my phone. And I would say probably 95% of those ideas are garbage. So the real process is sifting through all the nonsense I write throughout the day and try to find the diamond in the rough and say, oh, this one actually I think might, you know, might be something. So that's that's the real creative process for me is just sifting through all the thoughts I have throughout the day and seeing which ones work. My God, I can so relate with that because even in the world of podcasting, it's still a stage. These ideas hit me. I write about them a lot. And then it's like, well, go do it. Well, no, people will laugh at me. They'll make the, you know, they'll sit there. They'll judge me. Well, go do it then. And and you sit there and you fine tune that thing until, until you start getting numbers. I mean, I love that feeling, but my God, the anxiety that you and I must go through, dude. Yeah, no, I, I love that because, I mean, that that is a really important, and I think every creative person goes through that, um, is, you know, ju- prejudging yourself and prejudging your ideas. But I, I think the best way to improve and develop your own voice and get strong as a creative is just go for it and put your ideas out into the world. And, you know, over, especially over the past three years with social media, I have put a lot, a lot, a lot of Mm -hmm. ideas that I've had out into the world. Some of them are a little half-baked. Some of them I would go back and look and be like, ooh, maybe that wasn't it. But the way you get better and improve is by, you know, taking swings and misses sometimes. And, you know, sometimes you, the more you you swing, the more you're going to connect. So I think, you know, that feeling, like working through that feeling of being like, I don't know if I should do this. And then just pushing through and putting something you created out into the world. I think that's the best way to, you know, hone your craft. You're so right about that because even I'll tell that to my students in broadcasting. I'll say, go listen to episodes number one, two through and five. And, and, and they'll, and they'll go, why? I said, because 500 has been fine tuned. Go listen to the beginning Uh and see how much I really sucked, but I didn't give up. (laughs) And that's what I love about your music is that somewhere along the line, you sucked really bad. And, all of a sudden you said i got it i got it now this is it totally totally and and that was that's why i'm very grateful to have had those many years in new york again you know i have literally done shows where it's i'm on stage and there's one guy in the audience you know (laughs) i have had those moments and those that's what you know 
you know, people see me now um, either through my music or on social media, and it does look very polished and, and put together. But yeah, that's because they, you know, there was many, many years of me trying and falling on my face in front of live audiences in New York. And that's really, and I did a lot of improv too, by the way. So I was doing improv in front of audiences, you know, many times a week for many years. And there's no better way to, you know, fall flat and eat it than, you know, just having to make something up on the spot for many, many years. So that's kind of where I got my, my 10,000 hours as well. Tell me if I got this wrong. On radio station number two, it's the pop punk and emo. It sounds like a smart ass little kid that's sitting in his bedroom doing an internet radio station. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Exactly. I, I mean, because when, when it started out, I'm going, okay, this is cool. And then all of a sudden you start dropping in the cuss words. I'm going, what? What? Only on the internet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. I kind of imagine that guy is, you know, putting it out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just like putting it out on like on the internet or something private. Like, you know, he's just in his bedroom or in his basement. You know, you could probably hear his mom like yelling at him from downstairs, oh, yeah. bleeding in through the microphone in his bedroom. Yeah, for sure. Dude, I still have a cassette tape of my father screaming at me when I was up in my bedroom in Billings, Montana, recording music. Shut that damn stuff off. You're driving me crazy. And I thought, I'm going to save this forever. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. It's very uh, like Twisted Sister, or, uh, you know, that Beastie Boys video. Like, turn that music Oh, down. God, I can relate with that so much, so much. <laughs> now, how did you come up with Melissa Hartsleeve? Yeah, so that one was based, that's um, another track on the album that's sort of a parody of like, um, it's it's a pretty specific genre parody of like Colby Calais or (laughs) Michelson. There was this specific era, I feel like, in the late 2000s that was like very cutesy Southern California pop. Jason Mraz, I think, would kind of fall into that category too. Um, And so I kind of, that one's more of a, I tried to capture that vibe of that very cutesy, very poppy, like Southern California feeling. Oh my God. Jason Mraz is on dancing with the stars this year. So the fact that you even bring him up is like, Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's been funny. Like all these amazing coincidences, like just with the release of this album. So, you know, I put out, Planet of the Bass, um, which was the first single, and it kind of blew up because it was like a 90s Eurodance parody, um, and it came out a few months ago. And it, But I had written the song months and months before, but it just perfectly coincided with the release of Barbie, which had Barbie mm-hmm. Girl, which is probably the most famous Eurodance song. And, you know, just the release of, you know, Eurodance kind of being back in the zeitgeist and then me releasing this song. It was just like kismet. It just was perfect timing. So I've had a lot of kind of amazing, cool coincidences and things like that with this album. Were you thinking of uh, a pit bull when you, when you uh, created a crazy or DJ crazy times? Pitbull, like the artist Pitbull. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he, he definitely has a little bit of that, like hyping up the crowd. That's it. That's uh, it. That's it. Energy. For sure. I'd say probably even more than people, I was thinking like David Guetta kind of has like oh, a that kind of vibe yeah. too. So yeah, he, he, he like the, the character of DJ crazy times um, started, you know, even before I had an original song, I was doing the character on social media and mostly I was doing those like David Guetta style ad libs where it'd be like, everybody in the world, put your hands in the air. Like, you know, that like, <laughs> 
all the beautiful people out there, let me see your faces. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. DJ radio talk, man. Oh God. When, when, yeah. when, you know, the, we used to call it Randy radio and we'd walk up to other jocks that were doing that and say, stop sounding like Randy radio. What do you mean? Well, we don't talk like this in real life. Come on, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You nailed it though. That was great. <laughs> oh my God. Because when I was at cook radio in Billings, Montana, it wasn't music 97 K O O K. This was back in the seventies music 97 K O O K. And it's like, I don't even talk like that. Why am I doing that? <laughs> You're listening to. <laughs> so now, what was what was that moment like when when you put the music out there? Because I can just see a live crowd just looking at you, going, "What the hell did we get ourselves into here? What is this on this stage?" Totally, totally, yeah. And I think it was, you know, it's been it's been interesting uh, developing the act because, yeah, especially you know, back in the day when I'm on a lineup of all, you know, sort of straight, normal stand-ups, and then I come out with my guitar doing this weird thing. Yeah, there were definitely some moments where people are like, what is going on? But that's what I think has been cool about, um, one, you know, finding a new audience online, um, and then also now starting to release this music, and it's all, all the songs are fully produced and, um, the songs sound like the genre that I'm parodying. So for example, you know, it used to be just me and my acoustic guitar on yeah. stage. Now the pop punk song sounds like a pop punk song. The country song sounds like a real country song. So I think it's been really cool. Even just in the few songs I've released so far, people are starting to see what I was doing all these years and, um, you know, they're starting to get like a, a sense of, of what I was going for. So it's kind of cool with this album for people to sort of wrap their heads around my whole vision for this thing. So who was your major inspiration here? Was it Ray Stevens, Bob Saget, or was it the radio great Bob Rivers that, that put that, that music inside your heart with the funny bone? <laughs> well, Ray Stevens, I mean, that's Ray Stevens is uh, a legend. That's classic. Um, I think, you know, big for me, uh, I loved... Um, I, I have to give a shout out. You know, one of my biggest inspirations is Christopher Guest, who people oh, probably know. God, yeah, yes. he Spinal Tap is probably his the thing pe he's most well known for. But he also had this great movie called A Mighty Wind, mm -hmm. which is similar mm -hmm. to Spinal Tap, but it's about like folk folkies. Um, and he was just so he is so good at um, doing like musical genre parodies. So he was probably the first person I saw who I was just like, this guy is a genius. And I saw that he could do, you know, he, he was the first person I saw that was doing these like musical genre parodies in a very smart way. So Christopher Guest is definitely on my, he's the George Washington on my comedy Mount Rushmore. Yeah, Mighty Winds has got to be a movie that people have got to experience. That one has got to become a binge watch again because it really does give you an inside look at, at, at a very crafty kind of style of writing. Yeah, totally. And it, and it's so unique. Like his movies are very uh imp you know, improv based, like all the characters in the movie um as as far as I know, like he gives the actors sort of a background on each character yeah. and then lets them improvise. So it has a very, you know, it, it was it, it predated The Office, it predated Parks and Rec. Um so it has this very cool naturalistic improv feel. So sometimes you're watching it and it just feels so 
you can't believe that they're acting or that it isn't, you know, uh, that it isn't real. It's just incredible. Yeah, this is definitely a nine degrees of separation when it comes to Kevin Bacon, because we're talking about a movie that my wife's ex-husband starred in. And so it's like, it's like so I, oh, I'm, really? I'm, I'm going to have to call Bruce up and say, dude, you're not going to believe it, but we just talked about your damn movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. That's funny. Well, there is that subplot in A Mighty Wind where, you know, Eugene Levy's character He's going around with his wife and it turns out like she's hooked up with every single guy that he meets <laughs> along the way. So it, that that's even more six degrees of separation. <laughs> so so what where can people find out more about you? Because I want to see you on tour. Are you, are you coming to the Carolinas? Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Um, in the spring, uh, you know, hopefully I'm going to do uh, I'm doing sort of a, a few shows in the UK and the Midwest um, at the end of October into November, but I should have a bigger tour in the spring coming up. So hopefully I'll, I'll make it down to the Carolinas. Um, I love, uh, I actually haven't been to Charlotte yet, so I'll have to, uh, check that out, but I, I do love Raleigh and, um, you know, I, I love being down there. So hopefully I'll be back soon, but, uh, people also can check me out. Kyle Gordon is great on all socials. And uh, yeah, the album is called Kyle Gordon is Great as well. I'm, extre- I'm an extremely humble person. You, you talked about going to the UK. Those damn British people, they have comedy that I don't understand. How are you going over there to get them to laugh when, they, when they're freaky people? Yeah, well, only one way to find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. Yeah, I think, you know, it, it is cool, though. Like now with, with social media, I, I'm able to, you know, most of the people who are going to the shows, they have a pretty good sense of, of what I do and, and their fans already. So I'm kind of hanging my hat on that. But, you know, I may get a few blank stares from from British people who uh, are like, what is this yep. weird nonsense? Dude, you got to come back to this show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you. Thank you so much. Yeah, this has been great chatting with you. Well, you be brilliant today, OK? All right. Thank you. You as well. Yeah. Hey, here's another four in a row without talk. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.